the truth about love. In order to love, one must have freedom. We can't force someone to do something. Like even the story of the prodigal son, that the father allows the son to leave out of love. And it's love that allows him to welcome his son back and speak the truth of his identity. He puts a ring on his finger and says, you are my beloved son. This is who you are. Adam and Eve, in weakness and in fear, turned from God. They didn't trust the truth that God really loved them. And so they grasped after love. And then with the introduction of shame, they turn from God. They, they hide that I, I can't go to God with who I am, with what I've done, because he's going to be angry. That's a lie. And so from Adam and Eve going forward, the father has been working his plan to speak the truth about what his love is. Like the prophet Hosea. With bands and cords of love, I have drawn you back. That's what he's done. The whole time he's tried to draw us back. But our brokenness was too much. I can't take, pack, I can't take back the past. And I carry it with me, and I remember it. I know what I've done. And I feel ashamed. So God had to do something more. That the remedy itself had to be somehow outside of time. And so he sends his son. And where he doesn't have Abraham sacrifice his son, that the Father himself is willing to give all. And so we see Jesus. But something that's true and important here is that Jesus is there with freedom. There's lines like when the soldiers come to get him in the garden, that he says, I am, which is the name for God, right? I am. And the soldiers themselves, it says they fall to the ground. That just the word of Jesus is so powerful to knock them to the ground. That Jesus is not here powerless. That we hear in, in Hebrews today. That Jesus, that he, or the prophet Isaiah, he says he surrenders himself. That there's, a, there's an action, there's an activity to this offering. And so we also notice in John's account here today that it says Jesus carried the cross himself. That Jesus was in control this whole time. And yet when he's on the cross, 
that rather than take away the pain and the difficulty and the suffering, rather than change the circumstances around him, he accepts them. That you and I, in our, in our weakness and in our sin and our brokenness, we're so tempted to point the finger and say, that the problem with my life is this person and what they did to me. The problem is this teacher who's being unreasonable. <laughs> you know, the problem is this person who hurt me. We look to point the finger, but Jesus embraces everything. And what does he do? He accepts it. And we hear in the psalm today, Psalm 31, Jesus puts, the, the Gospel of Luke puts it on his lips, that into your hands, Lord, I commend my spirit. That even though Jesus has power to change things, he accepts what's happening as the Father's will. That he's actually not doing anything wrong. Because sometimes I think in our lives, whenever there's suffering and difficulty and pain, we look at it and we say, God, what am I doing wrong? I must be doing something wrong because there's suffering in my life. No, the suffering entered my life and entered the world with Adam and Eve. And that sin has been passed down to us generationally. That's the problem. So I haven't done anything wrong. Jesus didn't do anything wrong. But in fact, he was exactly where the Father's will had him. But whereas Adam and Eve turned away from the Father's will, that Jesus turns towards the Father and he surrenders to the Father's will. And he says, Jesus could have changed things, but you and I, I can't change the person next to me. I can't, I can't make my parents like figure it out. I can't change my roommates. I can't, I can't change these different things in my life that, that cause distress. But what can I do? I can imitate what Jesus does. Like in the other Gospels, I, they cry out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Psalm 31, Into your hands I commend my spirit. That the invitation from Jesus, that he who desires to draw all sin to himself and redeem it, waits for you and I to allow him to take our sin. You see, Jesus goes to the cross with freedom, but you and I also have freedom whether we are willing to go to the cross. Am I willing to surrender to the cross, surrender to Jesus, everything that I'm going through? And, and surrender means to express, to tell him all about it. That's our invitation. Our invitation this day is, is to go to him with all the prayers of our heart, with, with everything we've been going through. You know, in, in a minute here, we're going to have what's called the solemn intercessions. And the idea is that, that on this day in which Christ pours out his love to make right the brokenness in our world, the brokenness of sin, that, that we submit to him our prayer, we submit to him ourselves so that he can make right the world. But what good is it if we offer all these prayers to Jesus 
and we don't offer ourselves. What Jesus wants to do is to receive our prayer, to receive our sin, our pain, and in exchange, he pours out his love. He pours out that healing and redemption that only he can give. That, that yes, I can't take back what I've done, but Jesus' love poured out, his precious blood poured over me, can make something better happen than if that sin had never happened. That Jesus' blood can redeem my wounds, my past, my sin, and make better things come from them than if it had never happened. And so this day is about something serious. <laughs> but it's a seriousness that you and I carry every single day of our lives. But this is the answer. That Jesus in freedom offers himself. He says this is what God's love looks like. That God is not holding anything back from you. That everything I have is yours. What the Father says to the Son. And when I go to the Father, when I go to Jesus, when I cry out with Jesus to the Father, and I express all that's in my life, that it gives me the freedom, now that the pain has been expressed, it gives me the freedom to receive the truth of what his love is, of what this day reveals. And so today, today we come to hear once again, the truth of what God's love is, to receive that love and that redemption that is constantly poured out, constantly waiting for me to simply come and receive.